It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. And as we uh, look through uh, our uh, games that were played on Friday night, we've got so far two district champs, Marine City and Ubley, and they were the two that we were pretty sure we were going to get. Yeah, they were the heavy favorites to get it. Marine City, I was there. They're unbelievable. Zach Tetler practices witchcraft. He would have been stoned <laughs> if he was in Salem back in the 1600s because I don't know how he does some of the things he does on a football field. And uh, Port Huron Northern's uh, season comes to a close because they ran into uh, Roseville. And uh, tonight I saw the Roseville reason of why they look like a junior college team out there and why they were scoring so many points early in, in the season. And, and what, what fears me is that their top running back, Edward Little, is hurt because if you could add a run game to what they do throwing the ball, look out. Yeah, because it was who, Henry, that people had been telling you about, telling you about, and you told me this was your fourth Roseville game you've done and. Then you went, oh, this is why he's going to Michigan State. Yeah, the, the, this is why Mel Tucker wanted him. Yeah, the, the first three times I saw Henry play, I'm like, what's the big deal? Uh, and tonight I saw Henry play, and I understand the big deal. So we'll get into that, my game, uh, Brady's uh, game, and all the other games that were played. And, and there's only a grand total of five games that we're going to talk about tonight, and then one's coming up on uh, Saturday. So get ready, because we're talking district championships when we come back. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement 
into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Dura Clean by Bachelor. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady as uh, we get uh, into the uh, meat of things in the district finals. We'll start in Division Two, uh, And again, we said this a couple shows ago, that if Larry Rollins was able to uh, get to the, uh, the semifinals in the state playoffs, he would have been coach of the Eon in the <laughs> state say, of Michigan. To say the least. They would have had to build a statue for him. Uh, at that uh, the, that stadium, he got the win over the Port Huron High Big Reds. That was a big win uh, for them. But tonight they're taking on Roseville, and again, Roseville is one of those different animals. You have to play a perfect game 
because they jump on any mistake you made. Northern had three turnovers tonight. Roseville scored off of all three turnovers. They got 21 points off of turnovers in a 41-2 victory. Yeah. it's. I mean, you knew going into it, it was an uphill battle for Northern. And Dennis, fact or fiction, Roseville has a chance to play with De La Salle next week. I believe so. I, I again, I think De La Salle's the favorite in that game, but um, it won't know, be like last year. Yeah, it's it's not going to be you know a fifty to nothing football game. Um, Roseville can score. Roseville's got some athletes. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, Tyrell Henry, a kid that I've been hearing about for two years, and I've seen him play four times now. And the first three times, I kind of walked away going. Okay, yeah, they say he's going to Michigan State, but is he going to play? I think he's going to play after seeing uh, what he did on Friday night against Northern. Uh, The Huskies actually had a good first quarter, and they were leading 2 to nothing before Roseville scored 41 straight. Let's hear how it sounded. Henry about a yard deep, low snap. He's got it. It's blocked. Back into the end zone. The ball's rolling. Huskies trying to get to it, and it rolls out of the end zone. And I believe this is going to be a safety for Northern. They got in, and they blocked Henry's punt. And the ball rolled out the back of the end zone. And the Huskies are going to take the lead in the football game, I believe. No signal yet. It is a safety. Nobody really made a signal there, but the uh, punt block rolled out of the end zone, and Northern strikes first with a safety. So they've got uh, Eubank in the backfield with Bell, who works out of the shotgun. A receiver to the right and two to the left, and Bell looking to throw. He's going to fire down the center of the field. He's got a wide-open man. That's Goins. He'll make the catch inside the 15, and he'll score easily. It's a Roseville touchdown, 38 yards, Bell to Goins. And it looks like they're going to direct snap the ball to Eubank. He's got it, and he's running behind the big jumbos, and he's into the end zone for a Panther touchdown. A three-yard run for Houston Eubank. And he scores with 10.35 to go here in the second quarter. And Roseville has scored two touchdowns in 14 seconds to take a 13-2 lead here. Goins goes motion right. Fake to him. Bell sets up, has time. Right down the middle of the field, and Henry's got it for a touchdown. Henry snuck behind the defense and gets into the end zone and makes the catch. On a 23-yard strike that time from Bell and another Panther touchdown. And Henry has been all that so far here in the first half with 74 yards receiving and a score. So now they're going to go four or five wides, three to the left, two to the right, and empty the backfield for Bell. Henry comes around in motion. They fake to him. Bell sets up a little bubble screen to Goins. He's got room. 15, 10, 5. Slips a tackle and is into the end zone for a Roseville touchdown. 22 yards to Goins and another Roseville score. And they take a 27-2 lead with 4.28 to go here until halftime. And Dudley running out there, so they're going to go pistol look in the backfield. Slater to the left and two receivers to the right. Dudley's actually going to line up as a tight end here. Bell rolling to the right, looking, throwing, and Snowden 
Got it for a touchdown. What a catch by Snowden. That was an unbelievable grab by Snowden at the goal line with coverage all over him. He makes a fingertip catch while being forced towards the uh, out-of-bounds area, and he holds on for the score. Bell out of the gun with two receivers to either side. And they're going to set up a little receiver screen to Henry. He's got it at the 20, 25, 30. Henry breaks loose, 40. He's to the 50, 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Forget it. Henry, 80 yards, a Roseville score. Fifth touchdown pass of the game for Bell, and it's now a 41-2 Roseville lead with 5.23 to go here in the third. And there'd be no more scoring the rest of the way. Uh, Terrell Henry would finish with seven catches, 160 yards, two touchdowns in the uh, game. Jeremiah Bell, 12 out of 21 for 250 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. Roseville had two turnovers, Brady. They came in the fourth quarter when they put the second string in, uh, an interception and a fumble. Northern had the three turnovers, the two picks and the fumble. They all gave Roseville a short field, and Roseville scored on all three of them. Uh, And again, when they scored, they scored quickly, two touchdowns in 14 seconds. Then they scored two touchdowns in a minute and a half. Then they scored two touchdowns in three minutes in the the third uh, quarter. Um, It's not often you outrush a team like three to one Hmm. and lose. But that's what happened here. Northern had 92 yards on the ground. Rosa only ran for 38 yards. But the passing was so such a discrepancy. 250 for Roseville, eight yards through the air for Northern. Yeah, that's – And the yardage was 288 to 100, and that's your story. Well, instead of dwelling on what this game was because it is what it is, a very talented Roseville team played really well, and Northern needed to play the perfect game, and it didn't. This is a very good year for Northern. They go 8-3, and three, and in fact, this is the fourth time in five years they've won at least eight games. And they bounce back from what was a very disappointing 2020 where they went 2-6 and six and really, really faltered down the stretch. This is a program that, Dennis, when I was coming up, growing up and through high school, Northern was kind of an afterthought. Like, if they made the playoffs, it was a surprise, and now... This is what their sixth straight playoff yeah. appearance. Six straight years in the postseason. If you don't want to count last year, okay, five in a row in a oh, full, I mean, in the, a full season. They only went two and four last year, and they started well, the season they were two, two and zero. Oh. They were two and three. Yeah, yeah and two then, and three in the regular season, and then they uh, ran in last year. Lakeview was a good team. Yeah, yeah, and they actually played with them. It was seventeen nothing, but. This is a program that has really started to identify a culture. You've had a whole class go through always making the playoffs, and you've had people continue that. That's the sign that a program is established, is that when a whole group of kids goes through and they're gone and kids that weren't in high school when it started are still continuing that, I think that's the sign of a really talented program. Now, they lose some talent, Dennis, but they have a lot coming back. This is a team that hopefully can continue what they're doing because Northern, I don't think, has had a stretch like this. You'd have to go back to, what, the late 80s, early 90s to see a stretch where they've won this many games consistently? Yeah, to to really, to, to be honest about it, I'm just kind of looking down their roster right now. Uh, Evan DeLong uh, is a, a senior. 
Um, MJ Green is a, a senior. I'm um, just looking at guys that were big players for them. Isaac Dunn's a senior. Josh Simpson's a senior. Um, Steinhauer is a, a senior. Falco. Um, Billy uh, Danny Falco is a, a senior. Um, Collins is a senior. Orr is a senior. Those are two real good players on defense for them. Murdick is a senior. Um, Sayers is a senior. Boy, they they are going to lose some good players. Troy Daniels is a senior. Uh, and Malachi Mitchell is a uh, a senior. So um, there will be some holes to fill next year for Northern. But there have been holes to fill before, and that's the sign of a good program. I mean, how many times have we said, oh, how is M- Marine City or how is Port here on High going to replace player X? And they just do. And then you just are institutionalized. Um, you, I get, th- you get Blank back next year. And I'm going to tell you what, in two years, keep an eye out for uh, the younger Fletcher, Ty Fletcher. And I'm sure they'll find a spot for him. Uh, uh, he'll, he'll, but he'll be, after Blank graduates, I think Ty Fletcher will be their quarterback, and I think he'll be good. So looking back, the last time that Northern has won seven games in four out of five seasons. You have to go back from 1986 to 1989. They went 10 and one, eight and one, seven and two, seven and two. That's a long time and that's basically 35 years since you've seen this consistent success from Port here on Northern because even in the 90s they were playing really tough schedules, but they would go six and three or, or five and four most of those years. You know, and again, they were up against a Roseville team. Um, Malachi Clark, 6'3", 304 pounds. Maryland uh, wants him, and I can see why. Yes. You know, and he's not even their biggest dude. He's not even their biggest dude. And we were talking about it before we started the, the podcast. Like, Cardinal Mooney has got three really good wideouts in Rice, Tremblay, and Everhart. And they are, uh, I mean, they're they're a great group, and they don't even compare to the three guys that Roseville puts out on the field: Henry, uh, Sodden, and Goins. Snowden. Snowden. Uh, they are. They're ridiculous. Well, we've talked. And they're about, all college athletes. We've talked about it before, Dennis, and the higher up the divisions you get, the more you realize it. There's good for your area, there's good for your school and your league, and then there's good for the state. Northern is a really good team for the area, and defensively, they're probably pretty good for most of the state, but Roseville might be one of the best teams in Division Two. Now, it's a shame they have to play De La Salle in a regional final, but it is what it is. That just shows you the level it takes, especially in Division Two, to win, to get a deep run going. I mean, you've seen some talented Port here on high teams and some Northern teams. One, maybe Northern's best team ran into De La Salle and still lost 21-3. to It takes a really special group of kids. Think about Port here on high's run when they lost in a regional final to Wald Lake Western. You had, what, four college athletes on that team? and you still came up short in a regional final, it's it's a very, very tough thing to do. And it's nothing Northern should hang their head about because this is, is going to be a season that's remembered. You flipped the script from 2019, you righted some wrongs, 
and you got a lot out of what this team was talent-wise. Three of your or two of your three losses came to Romeo and Roseville. There's no shame in that, Dennis. No, not not at all. Uh, and again, I know Roseville officially is seven and four, but they've now played eleven games and won ten of them. Yeah, they're ten. They, of them. they they had to forfeit the three games for having an ineligible player, but whatever. That's a ten and one football team, and they look like it. Yes, and actually, congratulations to Roseville. Not only was last week their first playoff win, but this uh, win was their first district championship. So. Panthers, hey, they're a good team, and they'll they'll get a crack at De La Salle, so hopefully they can keep it going. But again, no one from Northern needs to hang their heads. They had a heck of a season. The program is as relevant as it's ever been. It is at heights that at least matches the best years of Port here on Northern. Now it's on the kids to keep it going. They know what it takes, and now you have you you've seen what it takes to make a regional, and you've seen in years past. You got to keep working at it. Yep. Because, I mean, again, you know it's going to take something really special, and well, guess what? It starts in other sports. It starts getting in the weight room and, and getting the most out of what you are. So, congratulations to Larry Rollins and the Huskies. A very very fine season for them. Now a team that uh, goes to a regional finals like Toast Pops, <laughs> the Marine City Mariners. Rat poison warning. <laughs> They're just unfair, Dennis. Like, you watch that game, and Zach Tetler is a magician. I said it on one of the touchdown calls. I don't know how he stay- stays on his feet. They have more options to go to than ever before. Now, are they going to win a state title? I don't know because Division 5 is probably outside of, I mean, obviously with Division, like the top through so, so yeah, many well, I mean, Division 1 is ridiculous. Yeah, Division 2 has a couple huge teams, and Division 3 has St. Mary's, Brother Rice, King, Mona, I think Mona Shores is D3. Um but you have teams like that. Division three is ridiculous, but Division five might be the toughest one of the from four through eight. Like Marine City would have had a much better chance whether they were Division six or Division four. Division five is going to be a tough run. Now they got a really good draw, but they absolutely <laughs> pumped their way through the district. Let's get to the highlights because there were just some unbelievable plays in this game. 9.05 to go. Mariners looking to get on the board first. Under center, Heslip. Two men behind him. Snap. Play action. Dropping back. Looking. Clean pocket. Fires over the left side. Caught at the 10 and into the end zone. Anthony Rafino. And there it is. The Mariners strike first. Just like that. 33-yard pitching catch. Heslip to Rafino. First and 10. Marine City from the Dundee 21-yard line. Heslop works under center. T formation. Snap. Handoff. Right side. Student body right. Stetler bounces outside. 15. 10. Avoids one tackler. Dies for the pylon. He gets it. Touchdown, Marine City. Zach Tetler showing that burst of speed. And the Mariners start off the second quarter with a bang, leading it 13-0 over Dundee. Second and 24 for Marine City. A ball on their own 34 yard line. Heslop works under center, two men behind him, two men split out to the left. Man in motion, 
Rafino dropping back. Hassup has a man in his face. Screen. Caught by Tetler at the 30. He's got room to work. Across the 40. Plenty of green in front of him. Midfield. Jukes back to the outside. 45. 40. 35. 30. Foot race. 20. 15. 10. Zach Tetler does it again. 66 yards on the screen. And Marine City extends their lead. What a play call. What execution. Marine City hits the home run on second and 24. Fourth and 10 from the Dundee 35 yard line. Mariner's gonna go for it. Doesn't really make too much of a difference. Have to go to the end zone anyway. And you're gonna trust your defense to stop one play from Dundee. Twins to the near side, one man split out to the far side. Tight on either side, Heslop dropping back. Dundee rushes four, steps into the throw, throws to the end zone. For Atkinson, he brought it in. Parker Atkinson went up and brought it in on fourth and 10 from the 35. The Hail Mary connects. First and 10 from their own 10 yard line. Heslop, snap, handoff, right side. Tiger tries to find room, bounces out. Excuse me, that's Tetler. Breaks the tackle at 10, cuts up to the 15, 20. Green grass in front of him. 40, 45, 50. He is gone. Zach. Tetler is a magician, and he goes 90 yards to the house. Heslop, under center, trio backs behind him. Handoff, Walker walks into the end zone, untouched. Another touchdown for the Mariners, make it 41-0, and another nail in the coffin for Dundee. Third and goal from the four-yard line for Dundee. 42-0, Marine City leads. Snap comes, Irwin wants the slant. Tipped away, intercepted, intercepted, picked off by Hintrick. He's got room to the 20, 30, 40. He's pulling away. He will take it 100 yards to the house. Jacob Hintrick gets the tipped interception and goes from his own end zone all the way to Dundee's 48 nothing. It's been all Mariners all night long. 20 seconds left to go. Westrick under center. Snap. He'll take two steps back. Drop to a knee. And Marine City will take its 14th title. District title, I should say, in school history. It's 52nd playoff win. Final from East China Stadium. Marine City 49, Dundee 6. I mean, those highlights say it all. 100-yard pick six, 90-yard touchdown run. 66-yard touchdown screen on second and 24. Defense was smothering. Dennis, you have the stats. Give them here. But Marine City did what we expected them to do against them. Yeah, Heslop, 196 yards passing. 134 of it came on his three touchdown passes. 66-yarder to Tetler, 35-yarder to Atkinson, 33-yarder to Rafino. Tetler, seven carries, 129 yards, two touchdowns rushing. So he had three touchdowns in the game. Yeah, and the thing is, okay, the second, the second you start to key in on Zach Tetler, you know who's going to go off? Charles Tiger. The second you put all your eyes on 26, number one's going to break a run on a little handoff up the middle, and you're going to go, oh, yeah, that's right. That's why everyone keyed on him for the last 10 weeks. <laughs> like, they just had – and then Rafino. You put him on basically any other team in the Blue Water area, he's at worst a second or third option. He's like the fifth option at Marine City, and that's not because he's not a really, really good player. 
Second play of the game, 33 yards to the house. Plays well. I think he, I see him out there defensively sometimes. I mean, gee, I saw Jeff Heslop out there on defense <laughs> one time. I thought, I'm like, wait, there's got to be another number it's, eight. It's the playoffs, man. You got to put your best guys out there when you need them. It's ridiculous. And they just have so much talent. Their defense is really good. I mean, obviously, 14 district titles. Darren Letson second in his second year head, as a head coach. I got a chance to talk to him real quick after the game. Coach, 49-6 to win. Kids played really well. 14th district title. Feels pretty good, doesn't it? It feels great, you know, just, just real proud of the kids. You know, real proud of the program. Uh, you know, I, I know I've said it before, and, you know, we've been fortunate enough to, 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 to win a lot Come of these. Come on, that defense, Coach! To, to win a lot there of these. Is. To win a lot of these. Uh, in, in, uh, you know, I just want the kids to understand, everybody understand. They, these kids put in a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of commitment. Um, it's it's not easy to win, Brady, as you know. You know, winning winning takes time, winning takes effort, and, and these kids deserve everything they get tonight, everything they've gotten so far this year. But you know, tomorrow morning we got to wake up, we got to we got to turn the page in the book, and uh, and get ready for the next chapter next week. Seems like the big hitter Zach Tetler today scored a 66-yard touchdown run on what was it second and 24, and scored from his own 10-yard line. He has some of the best balance and best acceleration I've seen out of a high school back. He's he's got great burst, um, and and Corona was doing some things there. They we had a penalty, and then they backed us up, and uh, you know we, we thought they were going to bring some pressure, and they did, and, and we were able to hit him with a screen. Um, and 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 then in the second half, Zach had that big run to get things rolling in the second half, and you know from there we were able to get some other kids in and, and enjoy the evening. Well, coach, congratulations on yet another district title. Enjoy this one, and I'll see you next week. Thanks, and the regional's next. <laughs> All right, this is why they win, Brady. He just beat Dundee, and he mistoke, mis, misspoke and said Corona because he's already thinking about next week. 100%. <laughs> I, caught, I caught that when he was talking. I was like, I was like uh, yep, yep, he's, he's so focused on Corona because to talk to him before, he's like, because he saw Corona play when they played Flint Powers, and he's like, that's not a bad football team. He knows that if his team doesn't come to play, that Corona could beat him. But I will tell you this, and I don't. Care, the coaches might not like me saying this. If Marine City plays to their abilities, and be honest with you, Dennis, they played like a B B minus game tonight. And think about that B B minus, and you win forty nine to six. If they play an A game, they're going to beat Corona by three, four, five scores. When they are clicking, when that defense is going. Marine City took some penalties tonight. That's why it was second and 24. Marine City got stopped fourth and one on the Dundee six-yard line. They gave up a surprise onside. This was not by any means Marine City's best game, and they still pumped Dundee 49-6. to If they play up to their ability, thank you, Corona. That's a nice district title. You had a nice season, but you're just a side character in our story because they are staring in the face of a state semifinal. By the way, Portland barely survived Olivet, who we knew was a good team, 35-28. Okay. Well, we'll get more into that. We'll take a break here, and we'll talk about the other three games that were played on uh, Friday night uh, in our uh, next segment, and that will include the uh, Corona Armada game as well as Elmont's game and the Ugly Marlette game. It's all still to come here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. 
and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services. Services LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval, equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. 
At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. So, I I don't know. At some point uh, last week, I I looked at it, and I kind of looked at uh, Corona, and I was running through their games trying to figure out, like, what kind of a team is this? And it was actually a loss that stood out to me. And it was the Goodrich game where it was 19 to 14. And that was really where, like, the red light went on for me. And I thought, hmm, they, they, they played with Goodrich. Maybe yeah. this is a pretty good football team. Yeah. Because I didn't know really what else to make with everything else that they had done on their schedule. So that was actually what jumped out at me and made me think that this uh, Armada Corona game was going to be a tough game. Yeah, um, but we've talked about this a little bit with Mooney and with Armada now. They, they're the final. They lose to Corona. What was it, 20-8? to eight Was yes. the final score. Armada's building a program. Now, I don't know exactly who's all seniors and who's not, but, Dennis, very rarely do you see a program that has missed the playoffs and not had a winning season in 17 years, all of a sudden make a deep run in the playoffs. Now, were we hoping they could make a regional final? Absolutely. Am I a little disappointed? A bit, but I don't think they didn't lose to, I I feel, an inferior opponent. They didn't get upset like Mooney did on a game that they had no business losing that. Lutheran Northwest stole one, by the way, 46-0 to to Everest. Um, But this is a building block year, Dennis. They... They went 8-3 and three all the way back in 2004. Now, here's where it's gonna, we're going to find out, is it different? The next year, in 2005, Armada went 0-9. Now, I'm not saying you have to go 8-1. and one. Go 5-4, and 6-3, and three, battle for a playoff spot next year. Because I don't know who you lose senior-wise. But this is a program that, historically, has been a bottom feeder in the BWAC. Has never won the BWAC. Be a tough team to play. Again, Dennis, you know it's hard to be good year in and year out. High school football, very few programs, very few public programs in the state have the ability to do that. But, but keep building, whether it's record-wise or just getting young guys ready for the future, keep the momentum going year in and year out and really get something going in Armada. So I want to ask a question and, and get your, your take on this, um, Brady. Armada started this season 6-0. and mm-hmm. They outscored their opponents 223-38 to in those six games. And then they went 1-4 and in the next five games. Now, I know 
the schedule got tougher. In their first six games, they only played two teams that made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the they last three. And in the last uh, – oh, well, I guess Clawson got in. Yeah. Um, but Clawson, North Branch, and Richmond were the three teams that uh, they beat in the first six games that made the playoffs, and all those teams went out in the first round, by the way. But then, you know, then they played Elmont, Croslex, Kersley, Richmond again, and Corona, and they went one and four in those games. Now, the four games that they lost were two good teams. And they were competitive – in all those games, Croslex had them at an arm's length the whole time. But there was never a time where I'm like, geez, Armada's not on the same planet as these guys. Like, you could tell Croslex was playing the better game and was the better team. But Croslex was never just running away with that ball game. But, but I mean, we know they didn't have injuries. Right. So, is it, was it just the level of competition and that's what slowed them down? Or, or what happened at Armada where they went from just steamrolling through the first six weeks of the season to struggling in the last five weeks? Well, I think it's a few things. One, I think when someone has six films on you in more than a couple games, they can figure you out a little more. They know how they have better tendencies. And once one team figures out a way to stop you, guess what? The book's out. The other thing is, I think part of it is just learning to win. I think that with the increased competition, you feel a little bit of pressure that maybe you haven't felt before. And you don't, because you have guys like us talking about you ranking you number two. And we're like, okay, hey, it's no longer, oh, hey, look at Armada. This is cute. It's, you've proven you can beat good teams. Keep doing it. We expect it. And... The, the competition did increase because if you look, Almont won a playoff game. Kersley kept it respectable with St. Mary's in the playoffs, and Croslex is Croslex. Corona we just talked about. So, yeah, it's a little bit about that, but, Dennis, it's not like when the schedule got tough, they're losing 35-10 to 10 and 42-14. They were in these games. They just have to learn how to – become a winning program, and that comes with time. That comes with experience. Dennis, I'm sure you can attest to it with hockey teams. Very rarely do you have a team go from absolute awfulness to champions. It happened once in your, what, 25 years covering hockey? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's a, it's a slow progression. You don't go from afterthought to champion in one year it takes a little while to build a culture the guys that start it have to teach the younger guys and the younger guys that are in eighth grade seventh grade freshmen they they see what it takes and then like I said with northern they start working towards that so yeah combination of the schedule got tougher and you have to learn how to be a good program Look at Marine City. They didn't go from being a from a bad scout team or a decent scout team to champions instantly. They took their lumps. How many times did they lose to Orchard Lake St. Mary's? I think it was three years in a row or something. Like yeah, that. or like three out of four. And it took them a long time, too, to learn how to beat Marysville. Yes. And if you want to use that as an example, Dennis, you could say it took almost a decade plus to get to a state championship level. It's not as frustrating as you want it to be because, I mean, Dennis, I was at some Armada games and you could already hear fans complaining. Some, And I'm sure it's the minority, but you hear a few fans complaining. It's like, 
dude, it's, it's going to be your best team in almost two decades. Calm down. Yeah, but you're playing games that matter later in the season than anybody has in 20 years around there. Yeah. So, but I just, you know, and it's there's nothing scientific. I have no football logic. I have nothing to back this statement up. It's just uh, uh, my thoughts meandering. And I wonder, had they won the Elmont game, where this Armada team would be right now, would they be 10-1 and one and playing Marine City next week? Who knows? That, like, what did that particular game do to them psychologically because they were rolling down the track and then that was kind of where they got derailed? Yeah. Yeah, and who knows? But it is what it is. Now, like I said, for the other two teams, Teams, you got to keep it rolling. You got to keep building on this. Rome wasn't built in a day. All how many other cliches do you want me to give you, Dennis? But in your experience, how hard is it to take a program that has kind of been down and had not a lot of success and build it into a success year after year? Yeah, it it takes a while. Um, and the exciting thing about it is we're starting to see it. Like th- this is the best era combined for Northern PH football that we've ever had. Yes. Um, so we hope that those two programs are going to continue to grow and go in the right direction. It's happening at Crosslex. Um, I don't know how far the Pioneers are going to go. They got a tough game coming up uh, on Saturday at uh, St. Clair, and there will be other tough games if they survive that one. Freeland is mm-hmm. is waiting, and so on and so forth. And this is only Mike Legros' second year, though, and look at how far they've come in just two seasons. That, that's a good example. Look at them last year. They uh, His quote was to play championship football. You have to be ready for that. And he, he says that they weren't ready for that first North Branch game. And they got hit in the mouth, and it took them a little bit to figure out how to respond. What did they do this year? They learned. They beat North Branch. They beat Armada in what was a championship game, Dennis. And that's something you would like to see them build on is, all right, now guess what? When you're playing Almont and you're 6-0 and maybe in two years or next year or whatever it may be, you're not going to be – you're going to know how to handle that situation. It's not going to be you get out there and your eyes are wide and you're like, oh, wow, this is what it's like. This is what Friday Night Lights is all about. All right, Almont uh, falls at uh, Warren Michigan Collegiate, forty-four to fourteen. I don't know and, what collegiate and, is. Yeah, I don't know what collegiate is. Did they just, or did Clintondale just get that much improved from week five on? They maybe they did because I saw them week one and they had talent. I mean, Clintondale they won what five of their last six games. Before the collegiate game? Yeah. <laughs> and their only loss was to Marine City. Uh, but Warren Collegiate... But there's no way. Clintondale doesn't beat Port Huron High. Clintondale doesn't beat Elmont. So why is Clintondale giving Collegiate the best game, or did Collegiate not take them seriously and just did enough to beat them? Could be that. I don't know. I didn't see the game. But Collegiate going back to a regional final where they were last year and where they've been before... Hats off to the Cougars. 
didn't respect you before the Port Huron High game, and I didn't really respect you before the Almont game, and you've given me no choice but to say that is a damn good ball team, and they deserve every bit of that district title. Well, I'm giving them all kinds of respect because if they don't win the regional, there's something wrong because I don't give E-Course a whole lot of respect. No. So, again, Almont, a team that we weren't sure what it was going to be coming into this year, had a weird COVID year, and by Almont standards, 6-5 and five really isn't a great season. But to bounce back after a 3-3 three and three year to beat a really good Armada team, to play for another district title, it's something to be commended. And this, uh, from, from what I was told uh, in the summer, they were going to be young. It was kind of a – they weren't Stepping using stone. rebuild, but it was like, you know – A foundation year. We think we've got good players, but we're so young, we don't know how they're going to react. And I actually think that they're, they, they've got to be pretty happy about how they did, and they've got to think they're going to be even better next year. But, Dennis, look at who their losses were to after it's all said and done. St. Mary's Catholic. Now, they dropped the, their game tonight to Jackson, Lumen, Christie. Those were probably the two best teams in Division Seven. That very well could have decided the state championship. North Branch in overtime. That's toe-to-toe. That was in North Branch, right? In North Branch and against their former coach. coach. Yeah, that's a blood rivalry. Crosslex. We don't know what they're going to do, but they're the BWAC champs. And that's the only game, well, one of the two games where they got kind of embarrassed. Goodrich. Pretty dang good team. Now, they bowed out in the first round of the playoffs, but to Freeland. Yeah, they were in a division of death. Yeah, who's playing for a regional championship against either St. Clair or Cross-Lex. And Warren Collegiate, who's going to be playing in a state semifinal. Now, no moral victories in sports. But you did not lose to a bad football team. Every team you lost to was a playoff team. And most of them won a game. All right, let's go to D8 where Ubley beat Marlette 42 to nothing in the rematch uh, game. Uh, and uh, Ubley uh, was obviously prepared for, from halftime of the first meeting to the end of tonight's uh, game. They outscored them 70 to nothing. So whatever adjustments they made – back in week whatever it was, week five when they played that game, and it was 28-21 at the half. Ubley figured out Marlette's uh, deal uh, and were outstanding. And, and Evan Peruski, I wish we could see this kid play. Hopefully um, one of the teams plays on Saturday next week, and maybe we'll finally get to see Ubley and their 18 Peruskis. Now, he, he was three out of five for 77 yards and two touchdowns. Kyle Sweeney. Two catches, 58 yards, two touchdowns. Plus, on eight carries, he had 81 yards and two more scores. Colin Oberski rushed for 82 yards on uh, 16 uh, carries uh, for the uh, the Bearcats. They're now going to face a Breckenridge team that beat Fowler 41-32. to Breckenridge is uh, now 9-2 and on the season. They haven't lost since week three when Everest got them in a high-scoring game, 50-37. to uh, 37. Their other loss was week one to Hemlock, 33-8. to eight. But um, 
This is a, a team that they're kind of Jekyll and Hyde on, on defense. They had three shutouts this year in another game where they held an opponent to six, but they've also had games this year where they've given up 33, 50, um, and 32 uh, to Fowler on uh, Friday night. So th- they either outscore their opponent or they get a shutout. <laughs> yeah, and their two losses, like you said, Everest and Hemlock. Those are two pretty good ball teams. Who knows what's going to happen? I believe the game's going to be in Ubley, correct? Yes. They have more playoff points. I think Breckenridge is a good team. I have no reason to change my stance on Ubley. That they are bound and determined and will have, if they have to walk to Ford Field to play (laughs) in a state title game, they'll start walking two days before Thanksgiving to get there. Hitchhike down. Because I don't know who's getting in their way. Like uh, they they only play in a four team league, but Carson City Crystal went ten and one. Uh, Coleman was a five and four team, so St. Charles was like the only bad team on their schedule. Where is Breckenridge? Uh, it's more kind of in the the middle. You drive past Saginaw, head towards St. Louis, and eventually you'll find Breckenridge in between there. Oh, I think they're close to Hemlock too. Let's see. Well, I'm assuming since they played Breckenridge. Oh, there's a Breckenridge, Colorado. I don't want that. <laughs> anyway, talk for a second. Uh, okay, so Ubley uh, will get the uh, the home game uh, next a week, and uh, Breckenridge will uh, be the uh, opponent. And, oh, it's right uh, by Alma. Yeah, it's it's just north of it. Okay. Yeah, there's just kind of like a, a straight line there. And I'm not looking past this game, but I'm kind of looking past this game. And on the other side of the bracket um, – Carson City Crystal, who we just mentioned, 10-1, and playing the same league with uh, Breckenridge. And, and I, again, I don't know if you can quantify it that way. And I also don't know about Beale City because they're a million miles away, but they crushed Iron Mountain 41-6. to uh, to six. So you, it's the ugly Breckenridge winner against the Carson City Crystal, Beale City. But Breckenridge beat Carson City Crystal, so if Ubley beats Breckenridge, does that mean they should beat Carson City Crystal? Transit property doesn't <laughs> play, Dennis. We know this, but Sometimes I mean, I guess. Plays. I mean, Carson City Crystal was the team that lost to Ubley last year in the regional final. I just, are you are are, are you looking at, at D8? There, the, of the remaining eight teams, there are 40, 50, 61, 70, there are 80 wins. So the eight remaining teams are averaging 10 wins each. Really? Jeez. Really? Yeah. No one has more old. Carson th- City Crystal, 10 Clarkson and 1. Everest is the t- the worst team left with Breckenridge at 9 and 2. Yeah. You got Carson City Crystal and Beale City. They're both 10 and 1. Ubley's 11 and 0, Breckenridge 9 and 2. Uh, White Pigeon is ten and one. Hudson is eleven and zero, and I think Hudson is the team everybody is kind of looking at as the team to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Everest at nine and two, and Ottawa Lake Whiteford is ten and one. Jeez, that's a lot of good teams still playing football in D eight. That is. <laughs> um, so 
Well, uh, you want to take a break, and then we'll talk about potentially when the games will be played, and I guess we can talk a little more St. Clair cross Lex because we just didn't get enough of it back on uh, Thursday. Yeah, and they are the game that's going to be going on uh, Saturday night to round out our uh, district uh, finals for area teams. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district both in the classroom and on the football field. 
I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Freeland beat Lake Fenton 37-6. Why do you need to know that score? Because Freeland's now waiting to see who will win the Crosslex-St. Clair game because they're going to host the winner. Yes, and from what we understand, they have very good broadcasting accommodation. So, yay for probably you, Dennis. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe I'll stay in the area. Maybe I'll finally see my first Marine City game in three years. No, you hate their uniforms too much. God, Marine City. It's so hard to read. You do so many things right, but your uniform readability is like F, graded an F. Yeah. It's awful. My eyes, you know, I'm getting getting old. I put the young guy out there and let him squint. I feel so bad that sometimes I call Rafino. Tigered or Tigert Crutchmeyer or Crutchmeyer Rafino just because a one four and seven looks the same. <laughs> it's so tough to see. So I, I'm sorry if I do that to any of you. But anyway, by the way, I'd do it more. So Marine City three and zero against Vikings this year. Is that that's a stat? They beat Marysville. They Hazel beat Park. Hazel Park and they beat Dundee. Okay, which you insist should be the Crocodiles. They should be the Crocodiles, and they even got a guy named Irwin. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> and they should have to wear the the little brown crocodile dundee shorts make their helmet look like a hat yeah. like a sun hat. A hat and they should call everybody mate <laughs> mate it's getting late folks yes Did it is to uh, realize that oh god so i, I don't want to beat this to death but let's beat this to death cross like st Clair. has anything that you've thought about this game changed between tuesday and or or between Thursday's podcast and today's? Not really. Um, I guess the only thing that's changed is Mike LeGrow might get that even somehow a little more motivation because he wants to go play coach against his alma mater and beat his alma mater. So maybe that maybe that doesn't add anything, but I think if Lake Fenton won, it would have taken just a little bit of wind out of the sails. Like, oh, man, like – I. I wanted to play against them, but who cares? I still want a district title, and, and Dennis said we're not going to score 300 points, so, so <laughs> motivate me. that. <laughs> I never said that. Uh, Dennis back in week seven didn't have us number two, so there's uh, a dartboard with his face on That might have been the case. <laughs> I, think, I think I had him at number three in week seven. Probably. Anyway, um, but no, not a whole lot. Just really excited to do this game because you don't get a lot of – area versus area district championships and I think this should be a a really fun game yeah and and again and I've said this before I love BWAC Mac matchups because I really want to see 
where these two teams line up against e- each other because we talk about it. How well would Croslex do if they played in the gold? How well would St. Clair do if they played in the BWAC? It's fun to think about. Oh, yeah. And that's going to get some debate because you know all the BWAC goes, oh, they would be five and four. And the Mac goes, oh, they couldn't handle some of the teams we play, blah, 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 blah. But guess what? These are the games that we wish we had every regular season because the Mac sucks. And, well, we get it. And we did for a while. A few years back, I I think St. Clair and Croslex opened like four years in a row. Uh, Let me do some research. Or, no, maybe Croslex played Northern two years and St. Clair two years. But for four years there, Croslex came down and played teams from our area to start the uh, the season. Let's see. Croslex, you go back starting in 2012 and 13, they played Northern twice. Then they played St. Clair from 14 all the way through 17. Or actually, through 19. Yeah, so, so they it played was for six quite a stretch. Years. So. And there were some great high-scoring down-to-the-last-minute games. Yes, you had a 43-39 game. You had a 27-21 game. Yeah. And then Mike McGrow showed up, and he was he didn't want to play St. Clair anymore. So, boo. He gets to play him now, yes, and I he bet does. he does want to play him. Yeah. He wants to play him, and, and he wants to beat him. And, and the Saints, I mean, 8-2, and two, Brady. Um, this is above and beyond anything that I anticipated from this football uh, team this season. Um, 100%, 100%, Dennis. You, this was probably our most debated team just off the air in the summer when we were driving around doing other business stuff. Because coming off a one in six year where frankly you were non competitive in a lot of games to eight and two and you said it I think last week with a lot of the same kids. Yeah, this is mostly the same line. One huge difference, they were a lot healthier this year than they yes. were last year. Yes, they, they were. They started dropping like flies last year for Saint Clair, and I now understand that that had a lot to do with their record. Yes. Yes, it did. And the gold was better last year. East Point had their kids on one-year contracts. That played really well. Uh, Warren Woods Tower was better last year. Roseville was good last year. Marysville had 26 seniors last year. Like you, In hindsight, it's not like they played a cupcake schedule by any means. But you still went one in six. And this year, you started off one and two, and you kind of went, oh, yeah, here we go again. And then they said, no, we'll just win, what, six of our last eight or six of our last seven? Well, the other thing about it, too, is like last year they scored like 50 or 60 points. 56 points. Yeah, and and I went into this year going, are they going to score enough? (laughs) Are they going to score enough? Right. And the answer was, yeah, th- this team can score. We, they've got weapons. Yes, they do. And they're going to have to – their weapons are going to have to play great. And here's the thing with all teams and that I think in big games where some teams tighten up a little bit, especially the ones that haven't experienced it. When you say you have to have a great game, that doesn't mean you have to play perf- uh, perfect. You don't have to be a superhero. You just have to – do what you do. Dennis, in big hockey games, you don't have you never saw a guy deke through eight guys and, and pick a corner to score a goal. Darren McCarty, man. 
That's still legendary. You, I know you hate it, but anyway. But, like, you saw some really big games in McMorrin. The teams that were successful, they had really good players, but they didn't do anything that was superhuman. They just did their job and played well as a team. Yeah. No, and normally when you get into that situation, it's it's the dirty work that gets it done, and football's no difference. Yeah. You win the battle in the trenches, and that's one of the interesting wars in in this matchup is how these big guys are going to do against each other. Croslax is big. They're like dumb big. And St. Clair's got some dudes too. You know, the, the, the biggest thing I talk about, especially with Marine City, that makes a difference come playoff time is hidden yardage. Guess what? If you can kick the ball through the end zone or you keep them inside the 25 to start every drive, I know Croslex has a high-power offense and they can score from their own one-yard line if they need to, but it's a difference making them go 70, 80 yards than it is giving them at the ball near midfield and a couple big chunk plays makes it first and goal. Like we, we joked when they played Notre Dame prep, and unfortunately or fortunate, however you want to look at it, uh, they had the bad weather conditions that those two teams might run 100 plays. Now, my feeling is St. Clair is probably going to slow down just a little bit, but you have, you have the potential in this game that if they want to just do it that way, you get 100 plays in this game. Well, and when you say slow it down, you're saying – just take a normal pace. Take 25 seconds between plays. Yeah, because they do, they do. When they get going, they're running a no huddle. That is. And you have to find a balance because, well, I guess this is the balance Gary Griffin needs to find. If his offense is clicking and they are, they're hitting, they're making their reads, moving the ball, then you can go no huddle, no problem. But if maybe your stop start a little bit, you have to slow it down for no other reason you want your defense to get a little bit of a breather and let your defensive coaches make the adjustments where if you try to hurry up and go three and out, ask Mike Sheridan at Cross Lex, you have 45 seconds and your defense is back on the field. Which is amazing to me because of that, how well they've played this year. Because sometimes it's not they're out back on the field in 45 seconds because it was a three and out. Sometimes they're back out on the field in 45 seconds because they only needed one play or two plays to score. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, when it's going well, you want to be out on the field. You feel like you're the big, bad bully. But maybe you – let's say they give up a touchdown and then either side and then a three and out happens. It's like, crap, we didn't even get to make the adjustment – we have to get back out there now, and you're not settled down. You don't have that time period to take a deep breath. So, yeah, St. Clair's going to have to pick its spots to go hurry up, and they, they've done it just fine. By the way, Mike LeGro, questionable. Oh, I guess upgraded to probable from talking to him today. He <laughs> slipped in the Notre Dame prep game, and he's usually he's a big guy that can move. And you see him up and down those sidelines, he might be going a little slower because the muddy conditions got to the coach, too. Well, he was talking about maybe having to be up in the booth. No, no. No? His, his quote, I'll be dead before I'm not on the sidelines. <laughs> so he has told me he has a plan in place in case someone needs to move up and down the field quickly. Okay, they're going to they're, they're gonna give him like a segue or something. <laughs> Give around. <laughs> no, they need to. He would too. They need to install like what you see. A conveyor belt. 
the, the one um, at the airport? No, no. <laughs> the, they need to get a railing in the things that, like, you see at senior centers that just go up the stairs <laughs> at, like, three miles an hour. You see them going back and forth down the sideline. All right, this is what we know. Marine City will play Corona next week. Ubley will play Breckenridge next week. And the winner between the Saints and the Pioneers is going to Freeland. And this is the Saints' sixth game in a row against the Blue Team. All right. You got anything else? I do not. Congrats to Marine City. Congrats to Ubley. And good luck to Anchor Bay Soccer. Yes, playing for a state championship. So got to give the Tars a little bit of love. Uh, yeah, they, they beat undefeated Troy in the semifinals. And, hey, chance to bring home a state title. I like it. I do, too. And so. maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll say their name right if they talk about it on this week. They did. Sports. They did. I heard it. <laughs> give, give them credit where it's due. But if you're listening to this before Saturday night uh, at about six thirty, tune in. I'll be on stream two. St. Clair Cross Lex should be a fun one from East China Stadium. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.